Hello, fellow warriors. I'm happy to be here with you today and just having a little chat about personal responsibility. Now, this is really funny because I'm thinking to myself as I'm speaking, who's going to want to listen to something about personal responsibility? If you're not into personal responsibility, you probably don't want to hear about it. You'd rather hear about how can I blame somebody? But I think you're really going to get a lot out of this episode today and some interesting perspectives. And this is absolutely for people who, like me, believe in personal responsibility. Not only will you be nodding your head, maybe it will help you in some other areas of your life. And so this is why I titled this Personal Responsibility even when you're not responsible, because there are so many things that happen in our lives that we didn't cause. And I don't know about you, but years ago, and I'm sure it's still going around, but years ago, I first heard this saying, and in fact, I even did some trainings on goal settings and things like that, and you would hear this phrase, something to this effect, you are where you are today based on the decisions you've made. In other words, that is 100% personal responsibility, right? I am responsible for every single aspect of my life. I caused it. I made decisions. And that's almost taking it to an extreme because it's just not true. It wasn't my fault that my daughter started taking drugs and hanging out with gang members and putting herself in danger and causing all sorts of chaos in our lives that wasn't my fault. Okay, now we could get technical and we could say, well, you know, I gave birth to her. <laughs> I mean, I was responsible for that. And obviously there were a lot of little things along the way. But I mean, even Jamie said, mom, my addiction has nothing to do with you. So, you know, things like that. We had a friend betray us. Essentially, I mean, somebody that we really considered like family and he, he basically sold, stole our savings and it was pretty hard to swallow. I mean, it hurt. It hurt pretty badly. And okay, so let's look at a situation like that where you've been betrayed. Is it your responsibility? Did you cause it? So you made decisions that led to this? Okay, we decided to be his friend. We decided to trust him. But we were not responsible for what happened. We have some responsibility in it in the decision process but we didn't cause him to steal from us. And so I'm sure there are a lot of things that you're thinking about. Well, gee, I'm sitting here in this situation here, and a lot of it had nothing to do with me or my decisions. So how am I personally responsible? Well, first of all, let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about kind of like, how did we get here? Because I feel as if everybody's different personally, but as a society, we kind of got here where personal responsibility is out the window. And even if you are a person like me who really believes in personal responsibility and how important it is, you ha we have to collectively take some kind of responsibility because it seems as if it is my generation, again, even if we're not each individually doing things a certain way, collectively as a generation, we decided to make life easier for our children. And definitely I made life easier for my children, easier than I had it with a single mother who was very strict. Um then, yeah, sure, of course we want to make life a little easier, but I think we've kind of gone overboard. And the participation trophy is a perfect example. When my kids were little, I remember the first time, I can't remember, it might have been Jamie playing softball, soccer, I don't remember which sport it was, or I actually don't even remember if it was Jamie or Sean, 
But in any case, the moms, a couple moms came up to me and they were collecting money for the trophies. And I said, trophies? Wait a minute. We came in last place. Why would we get a trophy? I mean, I come from a sport family. My stepdad was a professional hockey player, a hockey coach. My brothers played hockey and baseball and all sorts of stuff. And I'm going, that doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't compute in my brain. Why would we give trophies to the team that lost? Now, I think that when you lose, you're not a loser, but you lost. I mean, so people win and people lose. That's how we learn and grow and change and strive for more. So when they're coming at me and telling me we want to buy participation trophies, I just said, you've got to be joking. That doesn't even make any sense to me. And one of them said, well, you know, we don't want them to feel bad. And so we want to give them something for participating. I said, a trophy for participating? Participating is the reward. That makes no sense to me. There are children all over the world who don't even have an opportunity to play these sports. Come on. And so, you know, unfortunately, the, it became such a thing that both of my kids had tons of trophies in their room. And the only ones that mattered to them were the ones where they came in first place. And again, that's not to say that if you come in second place, you're a loser or anything like that. But it's okay to win in life and it's okay to lose. It's okay that someone comes in first place and someone comes in second and someone comes in last place. It's just the way it is. And it's okay. And that's, again, how we learn and, and strive and how we say, oh, we're coming back next year better and stronger and we're going to do things differently. I'm going to work harder and become a better athlete, a better student, a better worker. So I think that, you know, that kind of culture has really perv is pervasive now in our society. And we can see that right now with this whole paying off of student loans. No matter where you sit on that, on that subject, I really want you to listen to this because, first of all, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. How, how could that possibly be fair? If this is all about fairness, how can that be fair? How about to the person who just paid off their student loans? How about the person who worked two or three jobs to pay their student loans? What about the person who worked their rear off and waited to go to school so they could save their money and pay their tuition and not take out student loans? What about somebody like me who, who went out into the work world and just busted my tail? Shouldn't I get some kind of compensation because I didn't take out a student loan? I mean, it's just crazy. The personal responsibility is you sign a loan document, you have to pay the loan off. Did you miss that part of it where you put your signature on it? I mean, it's just, but that's just a perfect example of what's happening right now. We, when I say we, I don't mean me or you necessarily, but I mean we as a society now, we feel as if it's somebody else's responsibility for what we do. It's somebody else's responsibility to bail us out, to come to our rescue. And so, you know, I really saw this with my daughter's addiction. And, and again, even though I was not that kind of parent to that extent, I definitely made my children's lives easier than I had it. But my kids had chores and responsibilities and they had consequences. In fact, Sean told me, mom, I was the only one of my friends who, if I got bad grades, got grounded. Well, hello, how are you supposed to teach them? There has to be a consequence. Uh, so, but because it's, it was, it's so um, laced throughout society in general, we've got this whole uh, mentality that we are deserving of something, right? This, this, this whole mentality that the world owes me something. And so I saw that even with Jamie, in her addiction, it was worse than if we didn't have that culture. 
because on top of the addiction, there was the entitlement. On top of the addiction was her wanting things, nice things and wanting to have things, even though she was out putting needles in her body and didn't have a job. So, I mean, we're just really, this is affecting people, you know, all the way to that gamut. Like I just said, in addiction and just in everyday life. It's my boss's fault, my husband's fault, my children's fault, my parents' fault, the government's fault. It's somebody else's fault but mine. And I think that, so what I want to do here is really help you to kind of bridge the gap because we are not 100% responsible for everything that happens to us. As a matter of fact, if you listen to me for any length of time, you will hear me say that we can't control most things that happen in our lives. Okay, so if that's the case, Valerie, how in the world can we do this personal responsibility thing? So I want you to think about something like, you know, riding the roller coaster from hell with somebody in addiction. Maybe you were betrayed, abandoned, like, you know, my father abandoned me as a kid and and again and again. Perhaps somebody really wronged you. A, A husband left you. There are all sorts of things that can happen to you that definitely were not your responsibility. You did not make the decision for that particular thing to happen. Whether or not you had some part in any decision for being in that situation, which most of us do, but you didn't, the the thing, the big thing that you're sitting here with right now, struggling with, you didn't cause. And even if you did cause, this is really the bottom line. You have to figure out what to do with it now. You take responsibility for, okay, here I am. Rather than trying to figure out whose fault it is that I got here, what am I going to do with it now? I mean, that's really what it is. So I spent, for example, I spent 13 years on the roller coaster from hell with Jamie and her addiction. I mean, I had a hard time reconciling it. I beat myself up, blamed myself, tried to figure out how I caused it, you know, made it all about me. And I think that's understandable when your heart's breaking and, and you're so disappointed in every other emotion you can think of. And so, but I wanted somebody to fix this thing. I really did. Yes, I tried. I tried to do everything I knew to get Jamie to stop using drugs and to change her life around. I would try to come up with that one scripture, that one quote, that one thing, that light bulb moment where she was just going to go, oh, angels are singing. Okay, this is it. This is the moment. And some people do have that moment. But I tried hard to give her that moment. I guilt tripped the heck out of her, which is a terrible thing to do with somebody in addiction or anybody. We shouldn't be guilt tripping people. So I guilt tripped her. I mean, I tried it all and nothing seemed to help. Then I got to the point where I was going, please, God, send someone to fix it. And you know what? If I had to do it over again, I'd still say those same prayers. I'm not saying not to. But I just wanted someone to come along and just take me away from all of this. It was just, it was too much. And I wanted someone to save me. I wanted God to just reach down and pluck me off that roller coaster. I wanted somebody to direct me to the exit. I wanted to get off, but I didn't know how. And unfortunately, I found out how. It's this. You pull the emergency brake and get off. And that's what I finally had to do. I finally had to say, okay, I'm not responsible for this addiction. I'm not responsible for the fact that Jamie was shot when she was 18 by a gang member, for goodness sakes. 
And then when she was murdered, you know, I'm not responsible for her murder. But my, I got off the roller coaster before her murder, which is kind of why I, I was not talking about that. In the middle of her addiction is when I really made the decision to just get off. Okay, I didn't, I'm not responsible for this. I'm not responsible for the friend who stole the money. It's not my fault that, you know, I've been betrayed. Whatever it is that you're going through, you have to say, okay, however I got here is not the point. It's not the issue. It's what are you going to do about it now? Here you are. There you are. You're sitting right there with your situation, with the circumstances that you have. Feeling like you do. So what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to keep blaming somebody else for everything? Or are you going to say, okay, this is my responsibility now. The whole messy thing. Part, partly my decisions and, and whatever else happened to me that I had no say in. Doesn't matter. Here you are. And your life's going by at warp speed. You're hearing me. I talk about, I probably say that 75% of my podcasts, those words somehow probably pop out of my mouth because every single day that goes by, I'm in shock. Every night when I remove my makeup, wash my face, floss my teeth, do my whole routine I do every night, every night I think, it seems like I was just doing this. Not 24 hours ago, 24 minutes ago. I mean, time is going by so quickly. We don't have the luxury of unlimited time. And so it's, we have to make the best of the rest of our lives by taking responsibility for exactly where you are. So I want to go back to something that I said at the beginning of this podcast, and that was that statement that is made often by certain you know, goal-setting gurus and stuff, where they say, you are exactly where you are based on your choices and your decisions. Eh, well, I don't know about that. Partly on your decisions and choices. Because I've learned that life just comes at us too. There are far too many things that we can't control. Okay, so let's come into agreement with that. We can't control many, many, many things that happen in our lives. Where we are today is partly due to decisions and choices, actions we took or not, words we said or didn't say, thoughts we have, mindsets we, we've developed, and things that have just happened. But that whole collective thing is your life. It's where you sit today. And it does you no good to blame somebody else. Sure, they should take responsibility and we should make them responsible. Responsible. We have to quit taking on other people's problems and, and responsibilities and bailing them out. But there's one, only one person you can control. And really, there are three, I'm going to say three and a half things <laughs> that you can control. What you think, what you say, and what you do. The reason I said three and a half is because feelings come into there too. And I say half because sometimes feelings come out of nowhere. Left field, right? A song, a, a moment, words, something you read, a smell. Whoa, and you're just transported instantly and have overwhelming feelings. But most of our feelings can be controlled because it starts with our thought life. And so that's why I'm, that's why I'm going to say three and a half. Hey, maybe I should put that in my new guidebook for the nine weapons of hope. I just might do that. <laughs> so 
So that is, that is it. It's time for you to say, okay, this stuff happened. It wasn't fair. It stinks. I don't like it. I didn't cause it. And then over here, okay, well, there's a few choices that I made. I guess, yeah, that was my decision. Bring it all together. And now here it is. It's the messiness of life. Your life is messy. My life is messy because life is messy. Okay. So you take the whole mess and you're sitting right here and you're going, okay, what will I do now? So that's what I'm trying to tell you. No matter how you got here today, take personal responsibility to pivot, to make a change. I hope that you are going to definitely check into my nine weapons of hope courses that are coming out soon. We're working on them really hard right now on the new website and everything because there is definitely, well, all nine of the weapons will help you in every area of your life. But the weapon on decisions would be a really good one on this subject matter because it's, it's really going to help you learn and um, be more mindful of the decision-making process and the importance of making decisions and commitments and then taking action to back up those decisions. So anyway, stay tuned for that. I hope that you're on my email list at ValerieSilvera.com. Feel free to join my Facebook group called The Trauma Disruptors. And because that's what we're doing. We're disrupting trauma because life is filled with trauma. We all experience things, whether it's from childhood or recent or current. Life's tough. Let's face it. Life is tough. It's also magnificent. And that's why we have to take responsibility for where we are, even if we're not responsible for it. Have an awesome week. And I hope that you are subscribing to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. We try to put one out at least once a week. And who knows what's going to happen in 2021 because we are doing all sorts of amazing things. And no doubt that this podcast will uh, go through some kind of a change. And um, if so, it'll be an improvement. So I look forward to future episodes and just know this. You're not alone. Whatever it is you're going through, you are not alone. There are many people out there going through something similar. Just make sure when you link arms with people that they're standing too, that they're making a decision to take responsibility and make the best of the rest of their lives too. Because I know that one person can make a difference, but together we really can stand through anything. Never forget that your story matters. So live it courageously.